Welcome to Catfish Weekly, episode 61. Tonight's topic, we're talking each of our products. (laughs) Well, that's about... Alright, hang on. Getting getting a replay there. This is going to be fun. My microphone just broke on me. Lyle is blowing my speakers out. All right. Anyway, tonight we're talking um, our our products and the gear that we use uh, for our tournament purposes. So, um, welcome to the show, everybody. See some people are just getting in here, running running in at the last minute. Welcome everyone. But uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and and we're each gonna just talk a little bit about what we use. I mean, we're gonna go down. We're gonna talk about everything from uh, what we have on our boat, electronics, you know, down to the actual, the, the, the gear that we use, maybe even name off some things that we've tried and, and didn't care for. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let Chuck get us started on there. So, Chuck, go ahead and let everybody know what you're using out there on the water. Um, I'll use a, a um, 1860 Alumacraft Center Console. Um Equipped with a 115 Yamaha four-stroke, I pull it around with a Tennessee trailer. Um, I chose this type of boat, but at the time I wasn't really into the tournament scene. Uh, I fished alone a lot. It was a perfect boat for me to get around, um, all the way around the boat. I wasn't worried about a whole lot of storage at the time. Uh, I had just about all the storage I need. It's, it's still a fabulous boat. It don't have the, um, you know, it don't have the windshields and the, you know, the nice consoles and stuff to keep you, uh, you know, warm in the winter, keep the wind off of you and all that. But the wind, the windshield hardly even blocks any air. Um, it, even when you're by yourself sitting center, it don't block too much. But that's what the Gore-Tex and coveralls are for. Um, on, on my trolling motor, I use a power drive P270 um, with the US2 iPilot. I don't have the transducer hooked up. I don't use it. Um, I got the 60-inch shaft. Um, the the iPilot um, was what sold me on this. I really wanted the spot lock, and it, it's been coming in handy, and I have used the... Um, where I can save tracks, go back and run my tracks again a couple of times, and it it comes in a lot of hand, you know handy. I used it at uh, Monsters Ohio for the first time, 
and uh, I was amazed with it. My electronics, all I use is a Hummingbird 898. Um, I'm probably going to have to go bigger because I can barely see it now. I'm getting a little old and hard to see. Um, I've got a remote monitor that I'm fixing to uh, hook, hook up on the video out. Put it on the front of the console, so when I'm taking my G when I'm driving with the GPS, I can I'll be able to see the screen from the front. Um, my tackle box I use I've got a uh, a hardware box uh, in the from the tool department at Home Depot. Um, it, it's heavy duty. Um, when it opens up, it has arms on it so it won't rock backwards and spill. I can put uh, as many weight sinkers in it as I want. Uh, it's got trays on the top where I can keep my hooks, uh, swivels, everything. I can line an extra reel. Yeah, going on, Chris. <laughs> we miss him some duct tape in a minute. <laughs> Can you hear me? There we go. Yeah. We're good. Are you good? <laughs> okay. The um. Away from the hardware box, um, the rods I use are a Black Horse <clears throat> 3050 medium heavy, extra heavy power, um, which is about <laughs> 3 to 12 pounds of weight, and uh, Bottom Dweller uh, takedown rods, the Cat Fights, uh, 7 foot 9 inch, uh, 2 to 12 ounces of weight, heavy casting. On my reels, I use uh, just ABU 7000s, ABU Alpha Mars, and Pin Phantoms. And that's a that's about all the equipment I have for now until I can save up some more money and. Uh, what's your What's your main line? Your leader line? What brands you use? What size? Oh, on my my main lines, I'm using Power Pro Braid. My leader line, I'm using 80 pound Berkeley Big Game. My hooks, I'm using Eagle, Eagle Claw L2022s, and uh, that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Lyle, guess go ahead and start on whatever you're using. Well, we're running a, uh, a Tracker Tundra uh, with a 125 uh, Mercury on it. It... Uh, it serves the purpose really good for us. Uh, most of the time, there's only two of us in the boat, so it works out really well. Uh, over the weekend, we had uh, uh, we had the pleasure of taking uh, Craig Shoemate with us, and uh, you know, three people can fish out of the boat. Okay, it's just uh, uh, it's set up for two people, and and uh, you can do more, but it's we've had it set up for two. And uh, last week, we moved the live well. Uh, to the back of the boat, we cut a foot out of the back of the boat, so we gained just a little more room in there. And we're using a uh, full-size truck box, which holds 118 gallon of water. Uh, that's our live well, and it has 
two 800-gallon pumps, uh, one going in and one going out to uh, make sure that it's on timers. That way you can uh, get the water in and out. And it's always got fresh setup in it. Uh, we mainly use bank sinkers. Uh, I make our own sinkers and stuff. Uh, we have a Humminbird uh, 998 uh, down inside imaging depth finder. And uh, I'm, I'm with Chuck. Uh, I really need to upgrade that to a bigger screen. It's just hard for me to see at my age, and uh, eyes not quite as good as they was a few years ago. But uh, it does work pretty good. Um, getting everything set right to where it all uh, does what it needs to do is as important as, as having the big screen sometime. But but we get along pretty good with that. And uh, I had a V2 power drive up until Saturday, and and uh, I sold it. And uh, we're putting a um, a uh, trolling motor like a Trova on with the, the iPilot, so we can have the spot lock. I think that'll be a great advantage uh, for what the way we fish, especially in the summertime. Uh, we really don't use trolling motor any other time except when we're drifting. So I think that'll help us a great deal. Uh, of course, I use black horse rods when we make them, so uh, it'd be kind of senseless for me to use something else, but. Um, we always run Power Pro braid um, for years. I, I can't remember the last time I personally haven't used Power Pro, but this year um, I got hooked up with Adam over Tombstone Tackle, and, and uh, we're trying out some uh, tough line braid. I'm excited to use it. It seems to be very good quality stuff, and and uh, we'll soon have it on everything. Uh, I'm switching Cindy's stuff over. She, I, I was afraid for her to use braid for a long time because she wasn't used to it, and I didn't want her getting her hands cut up really bad. But uh, we're switching hers over uh, because she's more adapted to it now than she was before. And um, of course, we fish with a lot of bumping rods, even in in the uh, rod holder, simply because it's you know, we've been using them for three years to make sure that we have no issues with them, and they work out really well. But we also use some 2040 stuff, uh, seven and a half foot, even have some eight footers. Uh, we have some of the 10 foot graphite blanks that we've been started building last year, and uh, for side drifting and and uh, throwing long distance like blow dams and different things like that. Uh, let's see, Abu Garcia 6500 is my favorite reel I've got ever imaginable kind of reel you can think of. I got to send me some Alpha Mars and. They're very nice. Uh, I like them. My favorite reel of all time is a is a Pen Fathom. Uh, Cindy got for me a few years ago, and um, she got it from Dave Ashby. It's, it is by far. Uh, I don't mean to bad mouth things. I really don't. But there is no reel on the market that I have used, and I've used everything that will cast as well, is as smooth and as maintenance free as that. That Akuma pack. Big Water, Cold Water. That Akuma Cold Water could make a pimple on that that pin's ass. I'm just telling you. They, they talk about Dakotas and how great they are, and they're they're a fine reel. There's nothing wrong with them, but they they won't hold the strap up on one of them pins. They just won't do it. I don't care what anybody says. They're by far the 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 best uh, reel that I've ever had in my hands. They just they just work perfect for everything we use them for. And uh, I really like them. Um, 
Jason Malone asked what kind of sinkers we use. We use bank sinkers almost exclusively. Uh, we do have some no rolls when we fish some smaller tournaments uh, like on the Illinois River and things or if we're in lakes and things we'll use we'll use them but um, bank sinkers work for me if we're drifting we're using probably anywhere from an ounce and a half to three ounces very rarely over that because your speed uh, is slowed down so much there's no need for it the bank sinker works out really well for me um, if it gets hung up we we'll just break it off and and go again. Um, we we fish underneath a lot of dams when, when the conditions are right. And at that time, where the water we fish, a lot of times we're using 16 to 24 ounces of weight underneath the dams. And, and I know people don't understand that, but um, we we have a lot of current, and that makes a big difference. Uh, we have a huge net. Um, the net we got, I don't know the brand name of it, but I can stand up in it. We don't always need that net, and if we don't, we got a set of BOGO grips that we grab hold of the fish with, and once they get them grab hold of that bottom lip, then fish ain't going no place. Uh, I have had the plastic ones break. I've had them twist and open them back up and lose fish, and I won't use those anymore. I don't care what brand they are. They don't. None of them uh, work like the BOGO grips do. They're steel. They're stainless. They're not going to turn loose of a fish, and, and we don't have issues with them, and if I have issues with something one time, usually it's not back in the boat again. We tried some hooks uh, a couple years ago that was supposed to be the cat's meow. Uh, we was in a night tournament over at Waverly, and I had three bites all night. I lost every fish due to those hooks. They're now in the bottom of the river. I'll never use them again. Uh, we specifically use um, 197 Eagle Claw 8 aughts and 8 and 10 aught 2022s by far uh, the most trouble free hooks they don't ever break they're sharp the hook up ratio is unbelievable on them so as long as I'm not having any problems I'm not going to mess with them uh, on the 10 foot stuff I do once in a while use a 7000 Abu Garcia I have a few of those um, they work out really well but they're just, they just won't cast with that fathom uh, so that's why I like it you know better than that but um, trying to think if there's anything else that we specifically use we don't actually use tackle boxes I know Chuck had mentioned tackle boxes basically I have the Plano um, I don't know what they call them they're just plastic tray boxes and, and I stack them in the, the front deck uh, underneath there and, and they'll have hooks and rigs tied up. Most of our rigs are pre-tied. Um, I've got some 60-pound uh, tests that I got from Dave Ashby and I'm trying to think of the brand of it that I tie all my rigs with. On my high seas. It's the high seas line. It's a Quattro. Oh. Um, we um, we've been using that for quite a while. I bought a, a big spool of that from Dave few years ago and and uh, got to testing it and uh, didn't think it was testing where it was supposed to be and I sent it back to him he sent it to the factory they they tested it on their machine and sent me back a spec sheet of what that spool tested uh, very impressive the way they done that and and I've been using it ever since don't have any issues with it breaking uh, really I, I just maybe I was overthinking what I was doing I'm not sure but the way I tested it, it 
it didn't. Uh, I didn't think that it was testing correctly. But what they they sent, actually sent a sheet back uh, of a machine that tests this line. And and my understanding from what the people told me, they test every so many spools. They'll pull a lot, a, a bunch of that off and test it to make sure it actually does test what it's supposed to do. And uh, I was pretty taken with that. It's a really, really good process when, when these come in. I'm sure they're not the only company that does that, but uh, they took the time to test the line that I was questioning and made sure that it done what it was supposed to do and sent it back. And uh, it was pretty impressive, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's customer service. And, and, and you get that with Dave and you get that with, with the products that he handles. Uh, whether it be line or something else. So uh, if you guys ever run into an issue like that where you don't think that your stuff is testing what it needs to do, uh, get a hold of your supplier and, and you know they'll, they'll send it back in and have it tested. If it's, if it's under that, they'll replace it or reimburse you, whatever it is. And uh, if it is, they'll send it back to you. And, and if you get one of them test sheets, look it over because they really, it's a pretty strenuous deal what they do on those. In our boat, we have put um, reclining tractor seats in this. Um, we spend eight hours a day nearly every time we take that boat out, and the seats that was in it was not comfortable. Um, they didn't hold up very well, even though they was new. And these tractor seats, they recline the... Um, the armrests recline. They have retractable headrests on them. They'll lay almost down flat. So, you know, if Thud comes over and wants to take a nap in one of them, he can lay out and we can cover him up with something, a uh, decoy bag or something. But uh, comfort is the main thing that, that we like. The only the only issue we have is it's a little hard for Cindy to get in and out of the boat. Um, it's, it's not bad at all if we have a, uh, a ramp that has a... Uh, a dock on it, but so many of the places we go do not, and it makes it a little bit difficult for her to get in and out of it. But other than that, it works out really, really well. Uh, we're trying to upgrade, get something figured out to upgrade for a motor. Uh, we're either going to have to upgrade for a motor. I'm tired of these guys beating me to spots. They never used to beat me to a spot. Now everybody does. So we're either going to upgrade the boat or the motor one, and the motor would probably be the cheapest way to go. Mike Bean uh, at Days Marine, we're working with him trying to get something put together. I think it'll be really good. And uh, <laughs> okay, John, you're not being very nice tonight. But uh, you know, we we try to have you know pretty good equipment. Like I say, if if we have a problem with something, the next time you see me, it probably won't be back in that boat. Um, so much of the time what we do do is tournament fish and you can't have something that's not reliable and, and that's why we use the products that we use. We have Cat River Anchors. Um, they just unbelievably, if you throw it out and let out a, line, a big old bunch of rope, you just tie the rope off, you go back start getting your stuff ready. When that current takes you down to the end of that rope, you're stuck. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry if it's going to stick because it is going to stick. And and that stuff, you know, that's the reason why we use them things. It's just, they just don't, they don't work, you know. And uh, if something else is working for you, then that's what you need to stick with. We have uh, um, LED lights for night tournaments. They go up nine foot. They're on paint stick. Got them from Bill Parfit. He put them together for me. 
they use very little current. You can film off of them. Uh, they work out really good. Our boat has a uh, full enclosure that snaps and zips on. They stick above that and shine down on the rods. It's just almost like daylight on the back of the boat. There's no um, heat with those lights, so about the only kind of bugs we ever have issue with is mayflies. And honestly, I don't think there's anything that will deter mayflies. I think they'll go to any light or anything like that. So, um, you know, you just have to deal with those. Um, we have a live well in the front of the boat that we keep live bait in if we're going to be fishing with live bait. Um, we also run oxygen in the boat in the summertime. We, we run an air uh, bubbler in there in the wintertime just to make sure. But uh, this time of year, the water temperature is cool enough that we don't have any issues with that. But in the summertime, when it really gets hot, uh, we do put oxygen to them and turn it down on the lowest setting that we can turn it on. And uh, we ha I can't remember the last time we had an issue with a fish uh, getting weak on us or anything. That just works out really good. But I really think the key to that, and I have to thank Brent Riddle for that, is to put the, the um, uh, live well switches to where it kicks on automatically and you run in and run out fresh water going in and out of there all the time. I honestly believe that's probably the biggest helpful thing that we've ever done to live wells to keep those fish alive. I think, honestly, I believe that's more important than the oxygen or anything else because you're taking the water that they're used to being in and out of, running it in, running it out, and uh, that just that's the ticket for, for keeping healthy fish. Um, I can't think of too much else um, that we need to... <laughs> that we're talking about. Um, we, we do use sinker slides. Those also come from Bottom Dweller Tackle. I bought a bunch of them from him. I still got them. Um, we was talking about them bank sinkers and getting hung up. One thing about those sinker slides, if you're when you, when you get hung up, most of the time it is your sinker that gets hung up. And uh, you'll either break the line or you uh, uh, at the swivel or, you will, or your leader line or you will straighten that, that um, uh, sinker slide out, and that works out really well because most of the time you can just bend it back and put it right back on there. But uh, in, in case you do, they're very inexpensive, and, and make sure you buy the yellow ones and not the black ones. Um, I have heard of people throwing weights off and breaking those black ones who cut them through braided line and end up hitting other people's boats and different things. So <clears throat> it's worth your 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 time to spend the extra two or three cents to get the quality ones and, and not the cheap ones. I can't think of anything else, Chris, that, that we're using that's uh, any more than that. Good quality bait every time you go out, you'll be a happy camper. All right. I'm Mr. Johnson Outdoors. What do you got? All right. Let's see. <laughs> I got a broken microphone. <laughs> no, but on my boat, um, you know, starting with my electronics, of course, I, I do Humminbird. Uh, I have an Onyx. Uh, I just got done installing it. I took it out. We had our tournament this last week. Um, it, it, I need to tweak it a little bit. I need to to make, I'm not getting a great image on my left side, which I believe I have a, uh, I have a 1200 gallon per hour pump uh, that I, I did like a through hole. I had to uh, drill the hole. I think it's a one inch because it's such a such a big pump. 
I got a 1200 gallon per hour pump in and a 1200 gallon per hour pump out for my live well. So that way I can change, I can get water in and out of it fast. Uh, but you had to drill a great bit, you know, it's like a one inch pipe that comes out the side, out the back of that transom. Uh, so I got that, the entire pipe of that sticking out and I believe it's in the way on me, but uh, I'm going to cut that off um, and, and tech, take it back out, test it and, and and mess around with it. I might end up putting, I've got an actual transducer mounting plate, so that way if I'm going to move it around anymore, I just used my old Onyx, uh, or my old uh, 1199 transducer transducer holes uh, to mount my Onyx transducer, uh, because it was pretty much the same as far as the transducer goes. I mean, it's about the same size, a little bit bigger, and stuff, but... Um, also, before I keep going, I do want to say that uh, Brian Saunders said that Loki Beast Nets are good and a Fraybill Power Catch Net. Those are both good nets. He's, he recommends those. Um, normally, when I'm looking in like a, a Cabela's or Bass Pro uh, catalog or something, I'm looking at whatever's the biggest. I believe it's 30 to 35 inches or 32 inches around is, is the bigger ones, and you're going to want something at least that big. Um. I actually have my big net is a is a uh, it's not a collapsible it doesn't have the handle that that goes down so it just you know I, I figure out a way normally to keep it out of the way for me um, but it's strong I like it is it actually given to me by Max Howard and um, and uh, Rising Sun and he gave it to me a few years back when I went down there and stayed with him so I appreciate it I've been using it for, ever since he gave it to me it's a good big fish net. Um, but yeah, I got the uh, the Onyx. Um, I will have the Altera trolling motor with iPilot Link. I'm getting the 36 volt version, 112 pound thrust, um, and it's going to link up with my Onyx unit. I've I've went out and I've already messed around a little bit with the uh, auto chart. You know, started charting uh, Prairie Creek a little bit. Um, the image I was getting on my right side and everything, my down imaging, my switch fire, everything looked great uh, except for the left side, which I said I got to get that pipe out of the way and it might help with that. Um, I, I did, like I said, I fished this tournament recently and, and people might have heard me say last year, I, uh, first time I ever used my 360, uh, my Humminbird uh, 360 unit, it actually helped me locate the fish right off the bat at this Turtle Creek tournament. This year I didn't have it. Uh, the only reason I didn't have it was I got rid of it and I was thinking that I was going to get the uh, trolling motor uh, version and I didn't realize that the trolling motor version of the 360 only works on like two or I think it's three models total and it's not it doesn't work on the newest models. It works on like the power drives, uh, them, uh, I believe or something like that and doesn't work on Tarova, doesn't work on Altera so um, you know, now with the funds just being short, I'll probably go and get the uh, um, 360 again next year. Uh, I did miss it this year. As soon as I got out to the, the spot, um, the fish weren't in the same place. They were they were close. I ended up finding them, but I had to just find them. Um, besides my elect, you know, the electronics of fish finder, trolling motor, 360, um, which with the iPilot. I think that you know iPilot for most people it's it's uh it's changed the game for most people. Um, I think just about anybody who tournament fishes now fishes with an iPilot um, or some sort of you know remote controlled trolling motor you you know Rodan Minkota and Motor Guide. 
they all have a remote controlled trolling motor now. Um, to me, of course, Minkota is the absolute top dog. Um, my live well, I have again, like what Lyle was saying, I have a truck box. I believe I calculated mine um, in in real water gallon. You know what the the, the highest I'm going to fill it and fill it and stuff is probably 65 gallons, I believe. Um, but the size and everything makes it plenty capable to hold a lot of big fish. Uh, the dimensions, the way it's set up, you know, 60 inches long and 19 inches wide or so, 19 inches tall, something like that. Um, I have a power bubbler, 12-volt power bubbler hooked up to it. Um, I believe that puts off enough oxygen the, for, for that size of, of a tank anyway. And then I also have, uh, I just recently... Uh, equipped it with about seven of those shoreline marine lights that you can buy at Walmarts, uh, the submersible LED, like it's a five LED light or whatever, little five-inch strip light basically that can be mounted directly on the inside of the box. I'm I'm probably going to end up doing a video and showing everybody exactly what I do with my live well, um, but that lights it up great. Uh, and and again with the 1,200 gallon per hour pump in and 1,200 gallon per hour pump out, I can move water in and out of that live well really quick um, so that that like Lyle was saying to be able to get fresh water in especially while fish is in it I think it's it's a key thing to keep them alive um, keeping them healthy as far as uh, some of the other things on my boat I use a Cat River anchor as well I've used Richter anchor I've been on boats where they've used uh, never snag anchors um, you know, homemade anchors. Um, I've seen quite a few different anchors. My opinion, you know, Richter anchor is in second place. The only thing I didn't like about a Richter anchor was just how heavy they were. I mean, it just felt like you're just pulling up a car off the bottom every single time. Uh, Cat River, I really, really like a Cat River anchor. And I, I would suggest that if, if you guys have not used a Cat River anchor, um, you, you try one. You know, they are definitely, uh, the design, I mean, when you think about it in common sense, uh, you know, looking at the design of it and how it works, and then you get out and you actually, you know, put it to use, you're going to see the design of that anchor is perfect for just about anything that you could use it for. Um, I think Lyle would agree with that, too. Well, yeah, and, and even in heavy current, with my shoulder surgery, I use a 10-pounder. I have a 20 in the boat, but the 10-pounder, I mean, it just works. I mean, you, you can't beat something that works. So I'm sold on them. I really am. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Cat River Anchor is, has been the, the best anchor. I've, in my personal experience, I know that Never Snag has a, uh, a new style anchor out. I've, I've, I know that it's definitely a better design than their first design. Their first design where it's basically almost the rebar uh, just sticking out. I've been in a boat where it just dragged that all over the place, and that was on the Ohio River where Lyle says there's absolutely no current. So if it did, <laughs> if it did that on the Ohio River, it would absolutely be worthless on the on the Mississippi. And <laughs> so um, rod holders, I have drift masters all the way around my boat. Um, I'm believe it or not, I'm actually using um, the trolling 
not the uh, 030s. I'm using a trolling series. I kind of like the trolling trolls a little better. I, 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 I most of the time I use the one. Uh, I think it's a 20 or 25 degree angle for drifting. I don't like a uh, a zero degree angle. Uh, never really have. I like it just to have a little bit of an of an up kick to it. I believe that m the reason why I like that a little more is that uh, it accentuates the when you're not having a lot of uh, like they would say the barge bite when the barge comes and you get the big rockers going. Uh, just the regular swells it accentuates that a little bit and gives a little more action to your bait and basically might attract a a bite a little better. Um, Anchor buoys. Uh, John Nordike asked about anchor buoys. Um, I ha the anchor the anchor puller the um, oh Ironwood I think it's Ironwood Pacific makes an anchor puller. I had one of those. I don't have one now. I actually went with my boat when I sold it. I do miss the thing. It was quite useful. I used it quite a bit, especially uh, uh, out on the Ohio. And you get down to fifty foot hole or something. It's it's nice to you know, pull your anchor up rather than sit there and and uh, and try to lift uh, 16 pounds, 20 pounds, you know, 50 foot of water and whatnot. And, and you probably got 100 foot of rope out. So um, it definitely, it definitely is something that you don't have to have, but they're nice. You know, they're a luxury. I would say, John. Um, and if you're if you're the boat owner, you always got whoever's fishing with you. He's the one that has to pull the thing anyway. So, <laughs> unless you got your wife with you, <laughs> and then I think you got to do it. I know Doc's used one of those for years and years, and he loves his. He's told me all about it many times. We've discussed that, but uh, you know I do know, and, and and he's made the statement here that. Since he bought that Rodan, he don't even use an anchor anymore. He also, John asked if they're inherently dangerous on a river as far as getting the rope into the prop. I would say it's possible, but I think if you use them correctly and they give you a, uh, an instruction, um, you know, with when you get it and how to use it and everything, there's videos on YouTube that show you. I never really had a problem. You pretty much just... Uh, um, get the bo get the rope on the one side, and then wherever way your current is pushing, you're gonna go try to try to steer the other direction, and it's just gonna pull it up. Um, so as long as you keep, you have enough room to really, you know, pull that rope all the way up, and then you know you can get up there and start pulling that line in as you as you take the boat out of gear or whatever. Um, it, it's not dangerous as long as you do it correctly and and you know what you're doing. To start with, I'm sure if you you don't have good control of your boat, you're you're kind of new out there doing it and stuff. It could be very, you know, could be a possibility that you get it up in your prop and. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like I said, that's why you have a good uh, a good a good uh, partner on the boat that can can pull the thing up with pull the. Or pull the, the anchor out for you. Um, as far as my other products on the boat go, um, let's see. I had the I, like I said, telling you about the the Driftmaster trollers. Uh, they also have Duo Pro. I like Duo Pros too. Don't get me wrong. Duo Pros and the trollers I think are the two uh, main 
ones that you're going to get in the Driftmasters. Um, let's see. I do. I do. I think I have the 20 pound Cat River Anchor, and I think it is. It's really not for being 20 pounds. It doesn't feel as bad as a 20 pound Richter anchor. I don't know why a Richter feels like so much more dead weight than than a Cat River does. I don't know if it's the design or what it is, but to me, it does feel a whole lot easier to pull. Um, let's see. The uh, I don't know the name. I do have a uh, the cat or the. Uh, Drift sock that I got, I believe I got from Bottom Dwellers as well. Um, can't think of the name of the drift sock though. Uh, but I do have the drift sock and the. Uh... Are they sending you the stuff they're sending me? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Uh... Let's see there on the boat. I'm hoping I'm not missing anything. Um, as far as uh, like the the grips, fish grips. I actually have two of the, the plastic kind of fish grips. I don't use them all that often. I do have a great video. Um, I'll have to share it with everybody. I, I have it on on uh, my computer here. But when I was uh, going to do a show a while back. I went and I filmed for a show, for a catfishing show, and um, I took the bottom dwellers, the red, white, and blue bottom dwellers, plastic fish grips, and I had a, I don't remember what it was, 15, 25 pound blue on the side of the boat, and I was holding on to it with the fish grips, and I had the, I had the, you know, the bungee cord wrapped around my wrist and everything, and I was sitting there holding that fish off the side of the boat, and that that blue was in about probably 20 foot of water, and he started doing the roll on me, and he pulled that fish grip right off my arm and right out of my hands. And my and and this is actually a, it's it's on camera, but it's not the best angle. But you can definitely tell this is what happened. And like I said, I'll probably share it, uh, put it up online sometime. But I actually when that fish rolled and took my fish grips, I karate chopped it in the water. I just slapped it. <laughs> I just slapped the fish, and I don't know if it just stunned him or what, but he sat there, and I reached a hold, reached down there, grabbed a hold of him, got my fish grips back. <laughs> and it was a pretty, uh, if, if it wasn't on video, you wouldn't have believed it happened. <laughs> so, you know, I got the I got the fish grips back. You know, they, they, they do come off your arm, even if you got the, the little bungee cord on them and everything. And, uh, Okay, as far as uh, as far as my the rods go that I use, the fishing rods I use, I have of course a Black Horse custom rod. I have a, I think I have three of them now. Um, left? Yeah, three left. After the two that are swimming with the fishies, I'm putting them in deep water test testing phase phase three right now. <laughs> hey, they've got my name on them. If anybody finds them, they should return them, right? <laughs> But uh, no, I've got the uh, Drift series. That that's my absolute favorite. That is my absolute favorite rod in the world to use the, uh, for my Black Horse custom rods. Uh, the Drift series is just a little bit of a thinner rod. Um, 
I don't know if you might be able to tell them what blanket is. I, I don't know exactly what blanket is. Well, actually, we have those made for us. Um, they're, they're, you can't, uh, another rod builder cannot get that set up unless they get it from me, and I'm not, I'm not selling them as setups. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, um, they are a 55 million modulus of graphite blank, and uh, they're they're just a <laughs> they're just a really quality, lightweight, extremely sensitive blank. Uh, uh, the thing I will tell you, it, it is made by one of the top manufacturers in the world. You can't find anything any better. I don't care where it is. And, and I've been asked a couple of times why we don't use carbon. The reason we don't use carbon is because they have never made one that is up to the standards of what I'll build on. I've tried them all. They scratch. They break. They just will not take abuse of any kind. And until they get something that makes carbon that will withstand what we're using, I, I just to let everybody know, there is no carbon rod blank made today that will take what I do to them when we test them. And until they do, we'll never use carbon. This, this, you know, I get to ask that quite a lot. And and you're only talking about uh, a half ounce difference in weight between the blank that we're using and what a carbon would would be. And these are are tenfold superior to any carbon blank made. So. That's the reason we don't use carbon blanks. They just, they're just, the quality's just not there. Yeah, and I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, like if you guys, um, I just, I could almost guarantee that if you get one of those drift series, if you put your order in, you get it, that it, it would absolutely be probably your your favorite rod in no time at all. It's absolutely the best. Like I said, it's the best rod I've ever used, and and I. I'm glad I've not lost it. You know, I think I'm lucky in that in that regards. <laughs> you know, the, the other ones are great too. They all they're all great, but really that one is just. <laughs> yeah, you got to make the fud. <laughs> well, you know, if, if, if we do a, a if we do a signature series, mine's gonna come with a built-in like wrist wrist strap or something. <laughs> tether. You need yeah. a tether. Yeah, a wrist strap tether. <laughs> I want the FUD series. I, I throw my rods in the water too. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the drift series, and I have you know the I think it's the thirty fifties or um, is that what is that what the other ones are that you would? You I would think guess? it's twenty forties. Twenty forty. I believe they are. Yeah, yeah they'd be uh, medium heavy action, heavy power. Uh, I believe they're seven six, aren't they? Yeah, I believe so. It's hard to remember them all, but I, th I think that's right. Yeah, he he said that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading someone else's getting messages here, but the uh, most of mine are seven six. I I like that that height. I know that um, you know some people like them longer for drifting and whatnot. Uh, to me, seven six to eight foot is about the the longest rod I want to use. So. One of the yeah yeah one of the drift series rods are about two twenty five. Um, it's absolute like I said it's you won't regret it. You, you should well, get one. It's just like anything else. If if it doesn't do what I say it does, if it doesn't suit you, you don't own it. And I don't know any place else that'll do that. 
but I'm not sure that they're exactly what you'll want. They'll be exactly what I tell you they do. Yep. Yep. It's it's my. I mean, I use that rod for channel catfishing, drift fishing, for blues, flatheads. I use it for everything under the sun. It is a great all-around rod. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Those pictures that you're getting, I'm actually getting different ones from somebody else on my phone now through text messages. So it's not just one person. I just want you to know. Oh, I'm not getting no pictures. Oh, well. If it's, if it's Jason I'm getting, Keith. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting it on every venue. I've got it on Facebook. Um, I've had two uh, emails. And now I'm getting text messages. So um, there's a couple guys kind of on you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the uh, for the rods, the other rods that I use, I have a, uh, I have a, um, it's the uh, Team Catfish iCat series. Um, it's a good, it's a good. Uh, Little thin action, you know. I mean, it's got a, it's supposedly good for big blues and everything like that. I can't say I've caught a huge monster on it. Um, it definitely seems a little, you know, it's not. You can tell it's not as good made as a black horse or anything, but it's it's. I think it runs about one hundred twenty five dollars, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from Team Catfish. It's uh, more of a production rod. It's not going to be a custom custom rod by any means. Uh, it's got a lot of a lot of action to the tip of it, uh, but has a bit of a backbone. Um, some a couple of the other rods I believe I have are the. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's there's the picture. Now I. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the question? Rub a dub dub with a fud in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can I say? I, I I look good in hot tubs, you know. <laughs> well, I guess that's seeing the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I got what's up with the name Fud. That's that's a whole that's yeah that's a whole different story. Not appropriate for Catfish Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say it's that's my nickname. It's been my nickname for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, has nothing to do with Elmer. I'll give you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the uh, bottom or the bottom dwellers catfight rod. That's that's one of the other rods that I have. Uh, the catfight rod, I believe they run about fifty five bucks or sixty bucks shipped and everything. I'm not. Don't quote me. I'm I'm close. I don't know exact. Um, and Frank just said the original catfight rods are great for small river channels and flatheads. Uh, excellent action for circle hooks. <laughs> People, man, people are all on me tonight, aren't they? You ain't got no idea, man. Oh, I do. Jeez. <laughs> it's your turn. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Matt Burlingham. Listening live for the first time. Just got on to chat. Welcome. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Get on him while you're at it, Matt. Everybody else is. Yeah, might as well. Throw some digs in on me, <laughs> but uh, the other the other rods that I have, I, I can tell you that before I really got heavy into it, and and they worked all right. Um, if if you go to like a Gander Mountain or a Bass Pro, um, 
musky rods normally make a decent catfish rod. Uh, you can sometimes get them. Uh, we went to Gander Mountain a couple weeks here back. My buddy found them, uh, twenty-five bucks a piece on clearance from sixty. They, you know, they were sixty bucks each, and 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 a musky rod, you know, it can make a great, it can make a great, uh, you know, great catfish rod for for general catfishing purposes, and and doesn't have to break the bank on you. <clears throat> Robert Tallman asked, "What would you suggest uh, for non-custom rod folks?" Um, you, you touched on that a little bit, but uh, do you have any other suggestions? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Chuck could have some other suggestions. I, you know, I know Dave has some really good stuff, and uh, TWC makes some pretty good stuff for non-commercial stuff. Of course, Bass Pros, Cabela's—they all have their own line of different different things, but. Uh, a lot of that depends on what you're actually using them for, whether it be channel cat or blues or flatheads and things like that. Yeah, uh, Chuck, if you guys suggest you can go ahead. I can I can answer it too when you're done. What some other type rods? Yeah, some non non custom style rods. You know that probably aren't going to break the bank for people. Yeah, the. Uh... The the night sticks, you know, they do pretty good for around thirty five bucks or so. Um, I think they're forty two bucks. Uh, but they also for the women they make one now that have the uh, the, the stainless guides, and it's, uh, it's got the exact same specs as the night stick. Um, and I think it's around forty two. Forty-three dollars, also. So that, there's some pretty good rods. You can pick up a few, and especially if you're just getting started in catfishing and you don't know if it's something you really want to do yet or not. You want to try to get some good enough rods to where you can get out and get these fish in. But um, you know, I, I I truly believe in buying quality, and um, I, that's why it's taken me so long to get my stuff. Uh, when I first started out, I my, my last day of work at my last job, I went and bought two twenty-dollar uh, Walmart rods, and they lasted about a month. But uh, they actually got me to the point where I was really wanting to fish, so that they I got my money's worth out of those. But uh, no. I, I have a, I have a lot of friends that really like the uh, the surge rods. Um, the, the, the true blues. I still have guys out in Kansas using them. I don't know exactly who makes them or anything, but I've got a few friends that, uh, that they believe in those. I've had some in my boat. I've never used any or anything, but um, you know they're they're in the uh, I think seventy and eighty dollar price category up in there somewhere. Surge makes a lot of a lot of good stuff. Most all their their uh, blanks are are great. Uh, uh, Fiberglass, which is fine. Fiberglass is, is a very good. Uh, if you get a good quality blank, they're they're a really good uh, uh, component to be made out of. Uh, with so many of the companies, and I'm not going to pick out a name, uh, but you have to watch the guides that they, that are on them. Uh, some of them, if they're a stainless guide, people think that, that people put stainless guides on rods and and that keeps them from grooving with braided line. That's not the case. It's not the stainless guide that keeps them grooving. It's the chrome plating on them, and that's why we use a triple chrome plated uh, guide. 
uh, stainless steel will actually groove from braid if you use it a lot. And and uh, the good the good catfish rods, in my opinion, uh, no matter who makes it, will not have an inserted guide on it. I mean. Uh, catfish guys are a little tough on equipment. They get banged around. Fish flop on them, and Asian carp jump in the boat and beat them and bang them. And uh, the next thing you know, if you have uh, if you have an inserted guide, you're missing one or two, and then you're losing fish because it's cutting your line and things. So uh, basically, uh, anything that's not a stainless, good quality stainless guide that doesn't have a, a an insert in it and has, has some good chrome plating on it will serve you well and uh, last you a long time. Um, uh, guys are talking in the chat about cork and stuff and uh, personally uh, that is the weakest link in, in any rod. Uh, cork feels good. People have been using it for years but a good piece of quality cork costs as much as the rod blank does and that's why you don't you see all the rods, it's got all the pits and stuff in them because the cork is so expensive these days. Uh, I, I can I like it on my bumping rods. I do not like it on an anchor rod because chunks come up missing in it when a big fish hits them in a rod holder. Uh, EVA foam will take a little more abuse than that. Hapalon is by far superior to either one of them, but for durability, it's hard to beat a cord wrap, but they're not comfortable for everybody. So, you know, you just got to pick and choose what you want. Uh, and if something goes wrong with it, have it something that you can can replace. Where if you have to replace cork, you pretty much got to disassemble uh, the the top of the rod to get it down to replace a foregrip. And a lot of times you can ream it out and take it up through the butt uh, if you tear one on the the rear grip. <laughs> you do what now? You ream the cork out, make it bigger diameter, stick it up through the back end of the rod. Never mind. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know it. You know, just because some guys are on you tonight, you don't have to turn it over to me. I'm just trying to be helpful here now. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention a while ago, we have the uh, the biggest, baddest uh, trolling uh, rod rack on our boat made by Driftmaster with uh, all the the quality duos on it and, and I'm telling you if there's a better rod rack on the market than that I have not seen it not used it not been around it it is rock solid goes no place fully adjustable you can move the rod holders in and out or up you know just do anything you want to with it it's the, the a very fine piece of equipment and I forgot to mention that a while ago yeah SCPO asked uh, how could someone deep six a rod <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know the story. He's gonna have to go back and watch the episode. But I'll go ahead and tell you. I was drifting, and when I drift, I have eight and ten ounces or twelve ounces or whatever on. And I got to a spot, and we anchored up in a spot, and I wasn't gonna drift this. And I didn't want to take my weight off. I left my weight on, and I went and I casted it. And I was using uh, Alpha Mars, and Alpha Mars, uh, from what I've heard uh, afterwards, that the uh, bearings in them really aren't that great. They need to, if you're going to cast with them at all, you should upgrade the bearings in Alphamar. And I went to cast with it, and it locked up on me, and it just yanked the whole pole right out of my hand. And we were, we were in about a 60 foot hole. And I, I tried, I grabbed my other rod real quick, to, you know, threw the line out, tried to hook the other rod that I threw out, and just. <coughs> so it happens, you know. I, I and I've done it, I've done it twice now. Actually, the first one that I lost, I actually. 
I went skipjack fishing and all my rods, I sat down in my rod holders, but I didn't have them locked in. I put them in a zero degree position. I had duo pros back then. And uh, after I got done skipjack fishing, I went and I took off upriver and and uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't put the uh, rods back up in the uh, 30 degree position or lock them in behind the forks or anything. And um, I went, took it off upriver. I got up upriver. It was raining that day too. It was just a crappy day. Uh, get up to the spot, turn around, and two of my poles, two custom rods. One of them was from Lyle, one was from a buddy, Josh, um, and they were both just gone. One of them had an Alphamar, one of them had a Pin Fathom on it. Uh, I was just sick to the stomach. I just I pulled my anchor right back up, went to the hotel, and called it a night. So now we're talking about a total of three, is that correct? Yeah, I've lost three rods total. <laughs> I just want to get that clarified. <laughs> Two at one time, man. Two at one time. Not like I did three separate occasions. <laughs> but yes, I I use uh um I use Power Pro. Uh, this year I was using 100 pound Power Pro um, on as main line, and then down to my leader line I use I normally use 30 um, 30 pound. I've got high seas 30 pound. Uh, mono and I have uh, um, 30 pound Seaguard uh, fluorocarbon and I'll use either one of those. I'll just grab whichever's close by as a leader line. Um, yeah, it was at New Albany where I lost them. New Albany, Indiana on the Ohio River. Um, and the uh, hooks that I use, I use uh, right now I'm kind of experimenting with a few different types. I want to try the ones that Lyle, Lyle's been talking about, the 2022s and the 197s, I believe. I want to give those a shot. Um, lately, I've been using anywhere between uh, Team Catfish Double Actions, um, the Bottom Dwellers Charlie Brown style hooks. Uh, Charlie Browns are, are kind of a neat hook. I like them. Um, they're, they're basically a combo between a kale hook and a, a circle hook. Um, so they give you the option if you want to set a hook, you can set a hook. If you want to reel down on them, uh, you can reel down on them. You know, uh, I'd like to clarify something too. Um, when we was talking about hooks, I, when we're bumping and and we're talking about trying to get your trolling motor to slow your drift down by pulling the boat forward while you're actually still drifting backwards and staying on a line. Uh, when we're bumping, the my favorite hook at this point, and I never thought anybody, I know that ever, nobody ever thought I'd say this, but the Big River Gamagatsu 10 uh is my favorite hook for bumping. Uh, I have not found anything that is as strong, as sharp, and not give any difficulty. And boys, those have never broke for me. Uh, the circle hooks they make, I, I, I've you know, everybody's had a few issues and been talking about those. But those big river Gamagatsus, and I think they're three or four bucks a pop, but they are extremely strong, and they will stick a pig, and he ain't going nowhere. Plain kill. Scott is asking me about plain kill. Myself, I use kill hooks only for uh, live bait fishing, like uh, flathead fishing with bluegill. Um, that's 
that's about the only time I'll use a kale hook. Um, that for me, they're just uh, they're not my favorite, and, and I, I even then I probably would rather just use a uh, um, Charlie Brown hook or even a, a regular circle hook when I'm flathead fishing. Um, John also asked, do you think they fix the cuts too easily on braids so that it's okay to use without a heavy mono leader anymore? Uh, that's not the reason I use a leader. I use a leader to break off. That's right. I want it to break if, if I'm snagged on something. I think that if I had straight down, you know, uh, braid, I'd be yanking my boat all over the place and... I already have a hard enough time getting my 30-pound uh, leader, mono leader, to break most of the time. Well, and, and we use 60s, and uh, one thing we might mention to all these guys, especially people that are new to braided line, do not wrap that around your hand and try to pull loose. It will cut you to the bone. If you're hung up, do not get your hand around it in between it, the blank of the rod or anything else. It will cut right through the bone if your bolt is moving at any kind of speed at all. Um, what we usually do is stop the boat and try to wrap two or three wraps right quick around the around the fit the reel and then pull back on it and break the leader and not uh, not try to break the braid because we're running 80 and 100 pound braid most of the time uh, and there's no stretch no give and and uh, you can look at some of the guys that's been hung up before and and there'll be cuts in their their foregrips there'll be cuts in their in their blanks on some occasions. Uh, that braided line will cut through nearly anything, and you do not want your hand between it and anything else. So please remember that if you decide to give it a try. Uh, if it is heavy enough, you cannot break it by hand. It will cut you before you can get away from it. The tournament time, just about every even right now already, um, the corner of your, right in the bend of your finger, if you do a lot of fishing and you're using braid, I have cuts, I mean, almost all the time. I can sit here and open this cut up right now. Um, I mean, I just, and, I, and as I get hung up and I start pulling on it, and I want to give everybody a uh, a secret, you know, to breaking uh, a snagged, snagged line. A lot of people I see, you know, doing trying to trying to break it, they're just like slowly pulling it back or they're, they're doing the whole, you know, bending the crap out of the rod, which could also snap your rod. Um, the the secret is to really reel down, put pull your pull all the way down to the water, reel down on it as tight as you can, and a quick snap. If you give it a quick snap, that's what's going to snap snap at the easiest. That's what's going to get it to break. Um, so you want to give it a quick a quick jerk. Get it down tight. Give it a quick jerk. That's going to pop it. Uh, it, sometimes it'll even, you know, pull the branch off or break the branch if you're on a little tree down there, a limb or something. I've had, you know, I know, I know that there's people like Steve Douglas and stuff that have their little uh, tricks and stuff where they let line out. If you got a lot of current and stuff, that could possibly work too if you're anchored up uh, or maybe even drifting. I don't know, uh, but but a lot of times in tournaments and things where you're just like, I just want to get a new line on, get the bait back out, get it done. A, qu a quick jerk snaps it off real quick, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then the uh, the uh, Lyle said, you know, like, and, and I did this before too. You know, you can take like the pool noodles, the foam noodles that you can use for pools, and take and have uh, uh, pre-tied hooks with with uh, a leader already on them. Sometimes even a swivel or whatnot. And you can have that. 
I've done that myself. Honestly, I got to the point where I just wasn't using it, and no matter what, I'm so accustomed to just tying a new hook and a new leader and doing it really quick that that's what I just did. So I ended up sort of uh, giving up the whole pre-tied rigs, and I just pretty much tie them immediately, and I do it I do it fast enough where I'm not sitting around. But yeah, also, yeah. Any any dowel rod, broom, you know, cut off piece of broomstick, anything that you can you could wrap around that line is an easy easy way to do it. I've also seen people take the line, get some slack in it, and wrap it around the uh, the the butt of the the uh, the butt of the uh, rod too. You know, you can you can wrap it around the butt, not necessarily the reel either. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of ways you can do it. But the uh, um. The rest of the gear that I'm using on on my on my setup and stuff is uh, leave me alone, Jason. <laughs> Jeez, can't tell I'm doing a show. Gosh. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, some of the other products are. Um, oh, I just I was just thinking about them. They got me all. <laughs> My goodness. You have not a clue, believe me. Oh, I probably don't, but I probably don't even care. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but the, uh, Remember next week, by the way, everybody, next week's going to be our What's Up. We're going to talk about things that have been going on this month. Um, probably talk about the, um, you know, just the tournaments that we've been in, all that kind of stuff, other things going on. You know, if you guys got any ideas and stuff for... Um, stuff that's gone on, um, you know, let us know. Post it on a, post it on the uh, Facebook page. Send us a message. Do whatever. If you got some some things that you'd like to hear about for you know, and you know things that have gone on in the past month. You know, different things that have happened and stuff. You just want to hear about it or whatnot. But uh, tell him to leave you alone. Dang. But yeah, they. The uh, what is it? Excuse me, Christmas. <laughs> Scott asked, Scott Woody asked, what knot do you guys like to use for your hooks? I really like a snell knot. Um, yeah, I use a snell. Um, I, I also use uh, for like for my uh, swivels and things like that. It's it's almost a, a double snell, or uh, instead of going through the. Um, Eye of the swivel once I'll go through twice and then pull it down on the line and snell it snell it up the line that way. I think it gives it a little more backbone to it. Um, if you can if you understand what I'm saying. But snell knot is my preference. I don't know you know as far as knots go. Polymer knot, um, probably a good knot too. Is what Ron Streeter says he uses. Uh, Palomar is a very universal knot. It works with braid. It works with monofilament. It it'll work on leaders. It'll work if you're using a swivel. It'll work on a hook. It just you know I do a lot of snelling, but a Palomar knot is probably the best all-round general-purpose knot that you could possibly ever use. Blackline Catter says wrap it around a boat paddle. You know what's sad? I do not have a boat paddle on my boat. What? <laughs> if, if you don't boat, have to have one in the, in Indiana. Uh-uh. It's in Missouri. You gotta have one. That's I good thought stuff. that was federal. 
I don't think so. I got a trolling motor and a main motor, and if either one of those fail me, then then I guess I'm swimming. I don't know. <laughs> Hoping a boat goes by. What was it, Keith said? Your shape, you probably won't swim very far. <laughs> I swim good. Uh, I he said the Chinese guys don't swim all that good. I float. <laughs> Remember, you know what floats, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man! And also, you can't you can't forget your whisker wear apparel out there. I mean, you just can't catch fish without whisker wear apparel on. It doesn't work. I fished in it all weekend. It's so comfortable. It was so warm in the beginning of the day with my sweatshirt on. I took it off and had a long sleeve t-shirt. And I usually don't do long sleeve t-shirts, but uh, it was really good up till about noon, and then it had to, you know, we had to replace that with a short sleeve one, but. You know, that that is, um, you guys that don't have whisker wear, you don't know what you're missing. It's the greatest stuff you could possibly have. I'm wearing it right now. Me too? Yeah, you look good wearing it too, and um, it looks really good coated with slime. Well, I've got a message here from a friend of... Uh, yeah, Ron says 17 foot up, you got to have one, a, a paddle, but... Yeah, I thought so. In Missouri, you got to have one no matter. You have to have any boat. But uh, he says that it doesn't really matter what Chris is wearing. He's not going to really look good, but the clothes looks great. Yeah. I look good. You guys, it's just jealousy. You know, I'm used to it now. I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, they're on you tonight, buddy. Yep. They are. It's all well, right, though. If you knew what they were saying about you hand holding that mic. Oh, I know what they're saying. They're telling me the same thing. <laughs> okay, just so you know. I know what they're saying. Oh my goodness. But yeah, the uh, the rest of the products. Uh, another product that we failed to mention. It's something that I have on my boat is a uh, thermocell. Uh, thermocell I've got in the glove box. Um, absolutely awesome when it's not super windy and it, you know get the time of year where the bugs are bad. Summer, you know, early summer and stuff. We have one in our, or two in our boat. Yeah, you gotta have one. Thermocell is awesome. Uh, yeah, John's saying, John Nordyke's asking, he's saying we should talk about the safety and the comfort gear that we pack. Um, sunburns. I got a sun. I'm sunburnt right now. My my neck is sunburnt. I I normally do have lotion, uh, sunscreen in my boat. I took it out when I was working on my boat and I put it back in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a good thing to have on your boat is is the sunscreen. Um, I have the uh, the uh, PFD fours, or I believe that's what they are. I'm not sure. It's the thin where I yank the handle or whatever, and they, and they'll inflate. You know, for yeah, the my... we have those also, and uh, they're 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 very comfortable. They don't really get in your way. Uh, they're very safe, and uh, there'll become a time when when you're around them. Uh, even if you don't believe in them now, in a year or two after you've been around them and see how comfortable they are, you will understand that they are uh, the ticket as far as life jackets. Frank Neely says venison jerky is crucial on his boat. For me, it is smoke-flavored Vienna sausages, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Some of the other uh, 
hear what we're talking about. We're saying <laughs> you're yeah, right, Justin. Missile <laughs> or uh, flares or flags. You know, you gotta have some of that stuff on there. I have. I think I have a whistle on mine. Um, the uh, oh, what about a first aid kit? You got one of those? We do. We keep one in our boat. I think everybody should have. I know it's not mandatory, but that's just you know that's pretty common sense thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, who who don't goes out and doesn't nick themselves with a knife or stick themselves with a hook or get get a little channel cat or something to stick a, a horn in them? I mean, it, it's just uh, common knowledge. You should have some kind of first aid type thing in your boat. I would I would have to think that everybody's got one. Some has anybody found anything that would cut a, uh, a, a 11 20 hook in half? Bolt cutters. Do you carry some in your boat? No, but I've been in. Now, I, Harold Dodd keeps them in his boat. And, you know, I had the good fortune of fishing with Harold and Ricky Bracken one time. And, and uh, Harold takes in bolt cutters because he will not stress a fish. If you hook that fish, he thinks that it has been stressed enough. And, and he will take them bolt cutters and cut them high-dollar hooks that Ricky uses just to hear him squall. But he says he does it. To, and he just pulls the sides out. He does that to keep from stressing the fish anymore. But I honestly think he does it just to hear old Rick squall. He, I mean, he just cries when he cuts them hooks, and it's the funniest thing you ever want to see. Yeah, the, John says, remember that the uh, inflatable guy we're talking about don't count as a, as a uh, device unless they're being worn. Which is, it, it is technically... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's talking about a different tap and inflatable. You're missing the point here. Money shot off my cheek. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you gotta you gotta be wearing them. I honestly, I wear them when I'm around the dam. I'll keep it on. Um. I don't wear them if I'm if I'm not near a dam or anywhere where I feel like I'm I'm gonna be all right if I'm close to the bank or anything like that. Um, you do gotta have the uh, uh, throwable out on your boat and and accessible. Can't be in any uh, any storage container or anything. It has to be within arm's reach, I guess, um, on your boat and and not being in in any kind of storage. The throwable? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, at least for at least for our laws, it does have to be it has to be easily accessible within arm's reach, not in uh, any storage, uh, nothing that can impede you grabbing it. And at least that's what they were that's what they were telling me. I, I did not know that. I will check into that because mine is not, and I will want to I want to be uh, above board, yep. uh, whatever it takes. You know, I, the last thing I want to do is get in any trouble. I keep mine in. By the way, oh yeah, I'm I'm fishing out of a Fisher uh, Avenger. It's a 1775, so it's a 17 three quarter inch boat. Um, that's a 17 and three quarter inch. Yep. Yep. Normal, normally, whatever your boat number is, if it's like a 2075 or a 2050 or a 2025, that normally is telling you exactly how tall, how uh, long your boat is. So if it's a 2025, it's a 20 foot and a quarter. Inch. Uh, 20 foot and a quarter on on the size. If it's a 1975, it's a 19 foot 19 foot three quarter boat. 
three quarter. You're saying three quarter inch? Then you don't you mean three quarter foot? You what now? If it's a nineteen three quarter you're, foot. You're, yeah, you're saying three quarter inch, and I'm I'm saying you're you're meaning three quarter foot. Foot, yeah, three yeah. quarter foot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, John Nordyke says Bill got it. Somebody got a ticket last year for the throwable being in the rod locker. I did not know that. I will get right on that. He says yes, Lyle. I'm sure the throwable has to be in plain sight and easy to grab. Thank you so much, John, for clarifying that for me. You are the man. It don't, it don't, it don't have to be worn. Hey. I thought it had to be worn. No, throwable. We're talking throwable. Oh, okay, throwable. I'm the one that told you, Lyle. Didn't even thank me. Jeez. Thanks, John. I'm still laughing at what they're posting about you, dude. Yeah, but you're thinking him. I'm the one that brought it up and let you know about it. He well, just confirmed it. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I'm fishing. I'm fishing the Fisher Avenger, uh, 17 three quarter foot, almost 18 foot boat. Uh, I've got a full windshield on mine. It's it's first time I've had full windshield. I I really do like the full windshield. I do wish I had the mini top. I will get one. Um, most of the time it's length and width. That's not what I know. Like my my Lund, I believe was a uh, Lund 1775, and it was a 17 three quarter. Um, Inch your foot. What's that? <laughs> but the. Uh, any other on the products? I don't know if we're are we forgetting anything. Do you think that we're using out there that that people might really be, be uh, needing or be be uh? If you guys yeah. have anything that you're you you think that we're missing, let us know. Absolutely, because you know uh, the sunblocker stuff uh, is something that 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 you know any of you that watches any of the TV shows, you see that the Big Water Adventures. Um, they talk about skin cancer from being in the sun a lot. I really think that that is something that everybody should be aware of. The guy believes in it. He's had the issue. Um, I burn really bad, so therefore I keep the, uh, the heavy-duty baby quality stuff uh, with me <laughs> uh, in the boat. Cindy doesn't use stuff that's quite that bad, but... Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, sunglasses, solar bat sunglasses. Everybody needs to get them a set of them. Rob would be thrilled if you bought them. Uh, there, I went out last weekend at our tournament, and I didn't have those sunglasses. I absolutely was miserable all day long. Um, I promise you, it won't happen again. It just will not. Yeah, the solar bat mask. I want. I'm. I'm supposed to get one from him. I, I need to get that from him. Because um, a lot of problem, a lot of problems I'll have uh, for whatever reason. I get to going down river or up river or whatever, and my uh, even with my glasses on and stuff, my eyes seem to tear up, you know, just from the wind uh, hitting them. So, you know, a nice mask or something that can help with that not happening, so you can have uh, good vision while you're, you're traveling at high rates of speed on a big river is is a plus too. But. Uh, well, I think that's, I mean, we're at an hour and 20, 20 minutes, so I think we're, we're good on here. If, if anybody, like I said, if you got an idea for the what's up, if you want to hear us talk about something next week, 
um, just give us a message, send us a message on Facebook or put it on our Facebook page. Um, you know, let us know what you what you'd like to hear us talk about. I do believe. Uh, I think Justin Browning might have posted it recently that the Indiana comment period for the uh, new uh, pr proposed catfish regulations is coming to an end. So um, if you get a chance, please go check it out. You know, tell them that you uh, support the new regulations and, and leave a comment on there. Um, yeah. Water. Yeah. Water. That's a great idea. Keep you hydrated. Um, I would like for Jason Malone to clarify the baby oil issue that he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I got an idea what he's talking about, but I would like to make sure before uh, before we get into that. <laughs> he likes it when Heath rubs baby oil on him. That's all. That's I mean. what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I seen him do his dance, so nothing with them two would surprise me, really. <laughs> yeah, you seen everybody's seen the 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 Heath dancing to the Catfish Weekly uh, song, so you know he, he's a good dancer. He is, even with coveralls on. He he can even catch fish while he's dancing, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Heath and Jason Malone with Indiana Hunter. Uh, get on uh, Facebook and and watch some of their videos. These guys have some quality stuff with fishing and hunting going on. They're really good guys. They do some excellent video work and narration. It's just it's worth your time if you're an outdoor enthusiast. You can't really find a better place to go and watch that stuff. They're just outstanding guys and put on a really good show. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're, I don't know if you're friends with Justin Browning. If you're not friends with him, you can probably just send him a message. I believe he had some shirts made up that were uh, uh, basically the Anglers Against Commercial Fishermen uh, T-shirts. So if you wanted one, he could probably get you one and get it mailed to you for for cost and everything. So. Uh, get with him if you want one of those. Um, pretty cool looking shirts. I've seen them. Um, if he wants to send me one, I'll wear it on the show. How about that? <laughs> well, he'll send you one for the price of it. No. We get free stuff. We're famous. We're Catfish <laughs> Weekly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, that's an outstanding thing that he is doing, though. That's that's really good. Uh a lot of them guys uh, have spent a lot of time and effort making this this stuff go, and and it's really cool. Yeah, they they get some good information out. That's uh, something really irking me right now. About there's a uh, cat fisherman's paradise too. Um, is stocking uh, three triple digit blue cats. One of them's close to 120, and they did not come out of Ohio. And it's just killing me letting them. I don't know where they're getting them from, but we need to have some better eyes out there. Yeah, we'll cover we'll cover this stuff more. But uh, thanks for everybody that showed up tonight. Um, we'll go ahead and start our closing statements. I think Chuck, you got anything for us tonight? Yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel at Alabama Catfish Trail, he's having his next tournament on uh, Lake Jordan on the Coosa River on April the 11th. It's going to be from 7 to 4. 
Um, it's going to be a good little event, so y'all come join us. All right. Well, um, I want to thank everybody for the great turnout we had at the Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournament last Saturday down in St. Louis on the Missouri River. Uh, 119 pounds won it. I don't have the winner's name right here, but it was good to see Brian Sanders and Craig and all the guys that showed up. 37 boats for uh, having another tournament within driving distance of that day was a really good day. The fishing was a little tough, but everybody had a good time. Got to get out and blow the cobwebs out of, off of, of getting to go, and, and it was a lot of fun. Our next tournament for Twisted Cat Outdoors will be... Uh, uh, April the 11th at Louisiana on the Mississippi River. If you guys get a chance, come on out and fish with us. Uh, Alex Nagy is running the tournament this year. Of course, and I'll be helping him. He's doing an outstanding job. He's uh, He's got Yeti on board. He's got Ark on board. There's a $300 uh, bonus money for the top place in Ark in every tournament this year. So come on out and let's get a hold of some of them big fish and, and have a good time. Awesome. Yeah, ICA had the uh, uh, annual Twisted, or I'm sorry, Twisted, <laughs> Turtle Creek, the Turtle Creek uh, tournament out of Merrim, Indiana, at Hoosier Energy um, sponsors. Uh, they they add $2,500, I believe, to the uh, payout. Um, last year, my wife and I placed second place in it. This year, we placed seventh. Uh, pays out 15 places, so we're... We're staying in the money every year, so it's uh, congratulations to us. I think I think me and her did a good job. We're doing good. We're gonna try to keep it going every year and see if we can't uh, keep the winning streak going. But uh, congratulations to everybody who placed in that and everybody came out and fished it. I hope you had a good time. Um, we did change a few rules and everything, and and um, it, it seemed to go off okay. Everybody seemed to have a good time out there. We had. Uh, we we added a, a big fish pot this year, uh, an optional five dollar big fish pot. Every every single person that came out, 105 boats showed up for this tournament. By the way, uh, there was 120 something boats last year. Might have been 120 exactly, uh, but just a few less. Uh, hopefully next year it picks back up again. Um, we'll probably do the big fish pot again next year. We'll probably have a few more. We uh, did a pull tab for a rod and reel combo that went off real well. That sold out pretty quick. We'll probably have a few more of those next year as well. Um, so uh, just plan to be there next year. Um, see if you can come out and, and beat me and my wife and the other people that seem to be pretty consistent on in the money out there. It, it's a great time. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of smaller fish, but it's it's anybody's game. You know, if you can get out there and start getting on the fish, you can do just as well. Big fish this year was a whopping nine pounds. It's a nine pound three or nine pound two blue. Uh, so, and I think he won five hundred twenty dollars in that big fish pot. Um, so he won more than first place, I believe. So that's it's pretty cool. Um, next tournament for the ICA is Worthington, Indiana, and that is on April eleventh. Um, so Worthington, Indiana, uh, eight o'clock. Or I'm sorry, I'm not sure exact time. I believe it's a daytime tournament, seven in the morning till five in the afternoon, I believe. Uh, so be there early. But look on IndianaCatfish.com for more information about that. Um, hopefully, everybody that got to get out and, and do some fishing on the nice weather did good and had a great time. I know I seen uh, quite a few big fish that were caught on Facebook. Um, 
you know, we'll probably try to talk a little bit about some of those next week and everything. And um, thanks everybody for showing up for the for the show tonight. Hopefully, it was interesting and had a good time. And uh, you know about the advertising that's available on the website. Get get with me if you want to uh, get some advertising on there. Um, I'll get you set up. Even if you don't have an ad, I can help you get one made up for it. For it, and um, if you don't have a Black Horse custom rod, get your get your order in. Like I said, get you the Drift Series. If you really want to get the top quality, best rod you'll ever use, get you a Drift Series. I, I I'm not joking at all. Best rod ever made. <laughs> so until next week, guys. To go fishing. Stay out of my spot. Stay out of it.